Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith, bringing you real-time news, fresh like live radio, but on demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson is defending her record on the second day of her confirmation hearings. At one point, Jackson responded to a Twitter thread by Missouri Republican Josh Hawley, who accused her of being soft on crime, particularly in her sentencing of child pornography offenders. As a mother and a judge who has had to deal with these cases, I was thinking that nothing could be further from the truth. Each of the 22 senators on the Judiciary Committee has two rounds of 30 minutes to question her record. It's going to make for long days today and tomorrow. Alexei Navalny, the Russian opposition leader and Kremlin critic, has been found guilty of fraud. He was immediately sentenced to nine years in prison. Navalny, Putin's most high-profile critic, is already serving two and a half years on what he says are fabricated charges. He was also poisoned and nearly died in 2020, almost certainly on Putin's orders. After the verdict, Navalny tweeted defiantly that the work of his anti-corruption organization will continue. President Biden has a warning for American business leaders. Prepare for Russian cyber attacks. The White House says it has evolving intelligence that Putin may be planning online assaults against American companies and critical infrastructure in retaliation for Western sanctions. Biden spoke at the quarterly business roundtable. The magnitude of Russia's cyber capacity is fairly consequential and it's coming. A Russian court has found Facebook's parent company Meta guilty of so-called extremist activity. The ruling won't change much since Putin has already banned Facebook and Instagram. And curiously, the ruling did not affect WhatsApp, which is also owned by Meta. Meta now joins other groups labeled extremist by Moscow, including the Taliban, jailed Putin critic Alexei Navalny's political organization, and the Jehovah's Witnesses. We all know the early days of COVID led to more drinking, but the fallout from that is only now becoming clear. An NIH study says alcohol deaths from things like liver poisoning and accidents spiked by a shocking 25% in 2020 over the year before. The total number of those deaths was 99,000. There were a lot of contributing factors, including isolation, anxiety, and people in recovery who lost their support networks. We're updating those headlines as news happens until 1 p.m. Eastern, so keep checking in. Also coming up, the Theranos saga continues, this time Sonny Balwani. He's the former lover of now-disgraced Elizabeth Holmes, and he's standing trial. WebEx is driving hybrid work by ensuring almost anyone, almost anywhere, can be seen, heard, and have the ability to contribute equally. Learn more at webex.com slash hybrid work. Mark Meadows, former Trump White House chief of staff, allegedly pushed Trump supporters to protest at the Capitol on January 6th. That's according to Rolling Stone, which spoke to a witness who overheard Meadows on a phone call with a campaign staffer planning the riot. Also on the insurrection, a judge has made the Justice Department finally disclose the whereabouts of Vice President Pence during the riots. He was hiding in an underground loading dock in the Capitol Visitor Center for four to five hours. 
Both Pfizer and Moderna are asking the FDA to greenlight a second booster shot, that's a fourth shot overall, for COVID-19. But there's growing evidence that says maybe three shots are okay. Studies out of Israel have not shown another booster to be all that effective, and an infectious disease expert with the FDA says there's even worry that too much exposure could build tolerance to vaccines. A nasty strain of bird flu is on the rise in North America after spreading across Europe and Asia last year. So far, farmers in eight states have euthanized more than 12 million chickens and turkeys in order to stop the spread. The H5N1 virus doesn't pose an immediate threat to people, but it's quickly spreading to poultry farms from migratory birds. And public health officials are concerned a dangerous species-jumping variant might emerge. So maybe hold onto your masks? A rare comic book just fetched $2.4 million at auction, but Marvel Comics number 1 doesn't feature fan favorites like Captain America or Spider-Man. This comic is more of a historic artifact. It includes the publisher's notes on paying the illustrators, and showcases niche characters like Prince Namur the Submariner, and a less interesting version of the Human Torch. Not exactly household names, but I'm sure Disney Plus is already planning new series. Pusha T has some beef with McDonald's and he's expressing it in a new song for Arby's. I know, I know this sounds like April Fool's came early, but the rapper really did write a song dragging McDonald's filet fish How dare you sell a square fish asking us to trust it? A half slice of cheese, Mickey D's on a budget? Arby's crispy fish is simply it. With lines around the corner, we might need a guest list. Pusha T's history with McDonald's goes way back. He claims he wrote the famous I'm loving it jingle, but was never credited. Opening statements are starting this week in the criminal fraud trial of Ramesh Sunny Balwani. For those who haven't been watching The Dropout on Hulu, Balwani is the former chief operating officer of Theranos and the former lover of Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes, who was found guilty on several counts of fraud earlier this year and is awaiting sentencing. Adam Lashinsky is a contributor for Insider, and he's here to chat. Adam, you've been following Balwani. Uh, Jury selection ended last week. Can you paint a picture of what you've seen for our listeners? What has stood out so far is how much less attention there's been on Sonny Balwani than there was on Elizabeth Holmes. And of course, that's not surprising. That's like saying that there's less attention for a, uh, you know, a very good triple A ball club as compared to what there would be for the World Series. She Hmm. was the World Series. What hurdles does Balwani face in his trial that Holmes didn't? This may not seem legal, but it's highly relevant. He just is a less sympathetic character Hmm. than she was. You know, she was a woman, a woman with a young child, with a baby, uh, when she was sitting in the courtroom. And she is someone who is famous and and has a very um, optimistic demeanor about her and had a very um, lovely story to tell about trying to change the world. He has almost none of that. He's an older man. He's been cast in the public as having been someone who who dominated a, a defenseless younger woman. Whether or not that's true, he doesn't have those same sympathies going into the trial. You even write that he scowls a lot. 
<laughs> you know, in January, uh, because of COVID reasons, there was a Zoom call. And so it was a bit jarring for me to actually see Sonny Balwani. And he, he sort of stared straight forward into the camera with a, with, a, with a sort of deadpan scowl on his face the whole time. I did notice uh, a video making the rounds of, of him and his lawyer walking out of court uh, last week. Sonny was smiling broadly. This was after my article. Not that I'm claiming uh, any... Uh, <laughs> any ownership of his smile. Come to Adam Lushinsky for your media rehabilitation. Um, mm. So for listeners who might not know, uh, Balwani was a millionaire. He basically had enough money to retire in his late 30s before meeting Holmes in 2002. He was 37. She was 18. In the Elizabeth Holmes trial, they painted Balwani as controlling and abusive, both in their personal life and in their business life. Her defense painted her, meanwhile, as the sort of ingenue. So how will Balwani's defense portray him, you think? Well, uh, just as her lawyers tried to shift blame onto him, his lawyers will attempt to shift blame onto her. And they have a, a reasonably defensible position there because one of the consistent themes in Elizabeth Holmes's trial, and she said this herself, is that she was in charge. She was the founder. She was the CEO. She was the decision maker, and I'm sure they will make that point every single chance they get, that, she was, that he was there to help her, he was there to give her advice, but any crimes that were committed were hers, not his. So how do you think all of this will play out or could play out for Sonny Balwani? I think he's in a really bad position, in particular because some of the most damning evidence and the most damaging witnesses at Elizabeth Holmes's trial will apply even more strongly in his trial. I think that's very that should be very concerning for him. I should add the other side of the coin is that the, this is a new jury and they will be hearing the evidence with their own ears and seeing things with their own eyes for the first time. They are not the last jury. Adam Lashinsky is a contributor at Insider. Adam, thanks for chatting. It's my pleasure. Be sure to follow the refresh from Insider on your favorite podcast apps, or better yet, go to insider.com slash the refresh to use our custom designed player. We also want to hear from you. Reach us at the refresh at insider.com. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Thanks for listening to the refresh from Insider. Insider.